What's up? What's up, Team Supreme? How's everybody doing? Making sure this volume is working good. We are going to talk about some of my favorite topics today. We're going to talk about closing, the dreaded closing word. We're going to talk about building this from rank to rank. And we're going to share five of my favorite resources to grow a business. This, this camera's kind of cool. I kind of look sideways. Uh, hey, Cheryl. Thanks for joining us. So the first thing we're going to talk about is closing. This is one of the biggest questions that people ask me. How do I get people from taking a tour to buying something? How do I get from talking to a prospect initially to getting them to whip out that plastic credit card and make a purchase? That is one of the things that probably 95% of the people in our industry struggle with. It's normal. Uh, this is a special skill that you can develop. When you first start, you probably suck at this. I did for a long time. So trust me, if I can do it, I can give everybody hope. So I'm going to share eight things. Yeah, that, yeah, eight. Where I'm from, that's eight. I'm going to share eight things that you can do to close more of your prospects or convert more of your prospects or get them to do something. So number one is you got to have some type of process. You, We talk about this all the time, but very few people – are you going to close them on the spot the time you first talk about HP Naturals with them? So you got to have a process. This process is not going to be the same for everyone, but parts of it are going to be the same. So the first part, obviously, they take a free tour. Pretty simple. Everyone can understand that. You send them the welcome email. Pretty simple. Everyone can do that. Uh, every Thursday, you email all your actives and inactives. Pretty simple. And then... What I do as my process is I just wait for people to call me or I wait for people to email me. What a lot of people do is they'll generate 30, 40, 50 PEMs and then they constantly just bombard those same 30, 40, 50 people over and over and over and over and over and they wear their little booty down. Not only their own butt, but their prospects butt down and eventually they get like a restraining order against you. So you do not want to beat the same people down trying to get them to upgrade. If someone is going to upgrade, uh, and many of them will over a period of time. It's going to take a process, but you don't need to beg anyone. You don't need to stalk anyone. The second tip, the AB close. This is my favorite when I'm talking to someone. So let's say Michael is my prospect. Hey, Michael, thanks for joining us. After I talk with Michael a little bit, I would say to him, hey, Michael, I think you could really crush it at this. Which option would be better for you? Would you like to start with the CBD starter pack? Or would you like to start with the these three essential oils instead? That's called the A-B close. You're giving them one of two choices. If you give people too many choices, they're not going to pick any of them. So two choices. Ideally, I always start with the biggest one first, one of the BYO packs. And then I have a downsell, which would be a 100 PV order. And then I have a third downsell if they are really giving me um, slack and they don't want to do it. If they want the bare bones cheapest, I'll go down to like 50 or 25. I don't really sign anybody up at 25, to be honest. So the AB close, start with like one of the BYO packs and then maybe bring it down to like a 100 PV pack. The next one, you got to assume the sale when you're talking to people. You got to assume when people took a free tour, they're at least looking. It's kind of like the guy who goes to, the, or the gal who goes to the car lot. Folks, they ain't there just to past time they are there because at least there is somewhat of an interest in buying a car i mean i have not gone to a car lot my whole life unless i was actively looking to purchase a car maybe other people do that every friday i don't know but i don't do that i know most people don't do that 
So you got to assume the sale. You have to assume that if the person contacted you, you have to assume they took a free tour. They at least have a level of interest in what you're offering. Number four, third-party validation. This is something I know that Will does very, very well with his team. If you stink at closing someone, if you don't know what to say to a prospect, get your sponsor on the phone. Even better, get your plugged-in upline on the phone because chances are your sponsor don't know what they're doing anyway. But your plugged-in upline, whoever it is in your team who knows what the heck they're doing, let that person close your prospect for you. I will close any of your people for you. You can do a, a Facebook chat. We can do it. I don't do three-way calls, but I'll do a Facebook conversation uh, with you and any of your prospects as long as they've taken a free tour and they've at least watched a, a little bit of a short video or something about HBN so they at least have a basic understanding. Third-party validation is good because it removes you from the equation and you can let your successful upline mentor uh, answer their questions. Next one, ask yes questions. You want to get, I learned this when I was selling insurance, you want to get your prospects saying yes. And it's kind of like if you ask somebody out, you want to, you want to ask some yes questions. So some example, so you get them saying yes before they say no. So an example would be, if you want to ask a prospect a yes question, you could say, this is, uh, so you could start out, this is a really cool website, isn't it? They're going to say yes. Isn't it really cool? how we could have a free business where we can make money off our retail and wholesale sale, wholesale sales, that's a tongue twister, without purchasing something, they're gonna say yes again. Can't you see how simple it would be to do this business? They're gonna say yes again. Once they've said yes three or four times, that's when you wanna go to the close, when you, you just use my magical close, which is what questions do you need me to answer before we get you started today? So, hey, Michael, I think you would kill it at this. You're a really sharp guy. What questions do you need me to answer before we get you started today? If he has a question, he's going to ask it. If he doesn't, that's when I'm going to that's when I'm going to go right to the AB close. So, what questions do you need me to answer before we get you started? If he doesn't say anything, I'm going to say, "Great. Uh, do you want to go with the go-getter pack, one of the BYO packs, or do you want to do the bare bones minimum and just be eligible for part of the commissions?" Most people, if you give them that option, they're going to pick the big one nine times out of ten. But if you don't ask for it, they're, they're, most people don't even know there's a BYO pack because their sponsor is scared to ask them uh, because they think that people won't spend $200 or $400 to buy a pack to get started, which is baloney because people in every other industry spend millions of dollars to start a business. So don't – that's another uh, good point. Don't ever think that your prospect thinks like you or don't ever think that your prospect doesn't have the money because they do if they want it next thing you got to tell people why they should do this um let me let's who, who's on this call that i know so angie angie would be a great example so angie hey angie look i know you're a personal trainer i know you're really busy uh all day every day you don't have a lot of free time that's exactly why you need to do this business so you can have more options you would crush it at this you're great with people you know a lot about health and wellness people they respect what you have to say you could be a legend in this company that's i just told her why she should join if you just tell people to join it's nowhere near as effective as if you tell them why they should join what's in it for them like will said their favorite radio station wiifm so tell your prospects why they should join it's really really important so it could be let's go to a state let's say that ashley is talking to a stay-at-home mom and this stay-at-home mom ashley knows she wants to make more money she wants part of her corporate identity back. She wants to feel like she's making a difference. So Ashley could leverage that. She could say, look, I know you want to make some extra money. 
I know that you want to have part of your corporate identity back. I know that you love to help people. That's exactly why you should do this business. HBN lets you do all three of those things. And you can still be at home with your kids when you want to during the day. You just told them why they should do it. And then here's the last one. Tip number eight, you got to ask for the sale. If you don't ask the person to make a purchase, nine times out of 10, even if they want to, they're not going to do it. People need to be told exactly what to do and how to do it. So Ashley, I went through the clothes with her. Um, so this is what I would say. I'd go back, I'd say, what questions do you need me to answer before we get you started? If she didn't have a question, I would go right to the AB clothes, which is my favorite. The, would you like to start? Uh, would you like to do what the serious people do and start with one of our five BYO packs? Or would you like to do the bare bones minimum and just, uh, just kind of test the waters? Then you let them respond, let them pick the one they want. That's asking for the sale. And you say, great, let's take two minutes. Let's create your account right now. I'll help you get your account set up, place your order, so we can get you making money. That's how you close people. I just want to clarify before we go to the next topic. Closing, this is not the boiler room. This is not where you go to the used car lot on the last day of the month and they lock you in this little room and they turn up the heat and they play the, they play the back and forth game with you 1,500 times. Haggling. This is about leading people to a decision. You don't need to pressure people, nor should you. You don't need to hype things up, nor should you. You don't need to mislead or be deceptive, nor should you. But you do need to lead people to a decision. That is a fact. Uh, yes, every once in a while, someone's going to just see it and jump in, but most people need to be led uh, to a decision. The next thing I want to talk about is building from rank to rank. This one, I just scratched my head. I get a lot of people on this in our team and a lot of my prospects, they call me, they're like, Chuck, how do I make 400,000 a month in this? And I'm like, well, have you placed your order yet? Uh, have you gone executive yet? So what you really want to do in this company, what I've learned in the industry is you can't make 500 a month until you've made 300 a month. You can't make 300 a month until you've made 100 a month. You can't make 100 a month until you've made your first check. And you definitely can't make any of those big numbers until you've done those simple things that we just covered. So I like to teach people, look, I know you're interested in making the big money here, but let's get you started right. And the first objective is to go executive. Once you go executive, if you do it right, that's gonna make enough pretty much to get your products for free. That's the building block of our company. And then as you wanna make more money, all you do is you help people go executive. And the more money you wanna make, the more people you help go executive. But I don't go down into that rabbit hole with prospects who say, you know, Chuck, I want to make, you know, people are funny. They make, they make 40 grand in their job and they tell me, yeah, I want to make 500 grand a month in this working an hour a month. And I'm like, dude, drug test time. Come and get it. Line up. You're going to be first because I know you're on them. Cheap ones too because it doesn't work that way. But you build, the, you build your check from rank to rank. You build your income from rank to rank. So if you are a consultant, focus on going executive. If you're an executive, focus on helping two of your people go executive and go bronze. If you're a bronze, focus on helping two more people go executive so you're a silver. And then just keep doing that. And as you do that, your income will grow up. But you have to start. You're, no one goes from zero to 100000 a month. It just does not happen. No one even goes from zero to 1000 a month. You go from zero to your first building block and then your next building block and then your next building block onward and upward. Uh, from there. The last thing I want to talk about is resources. Uh, Will gave a great class, Will and Melissa, at the event about some of their favorite resources. So I just wanted to share five of my favorite resources uh, with you that I think everybody should have 
in our company, in our team. Uh, number one, a lead source. You gotta have one way that you can generate leads while you're sleeping. Now, everybody has a lead generation method they do when they're awake, and that's great. Uh, we have Susan who does Facebook. We have Will who does a lot of face-to-face. -face. We have other people who do LinkedIn. We have some people who text people, some people email people. Um, whatever strategy works for you while you're awake, that's good. Just keep doing more of that. But you need a strategy that's generating one or two or three or four PEMs. That's a personally enrolled member, a tour taker, every single day while you're sleeping. I woke up today with almost 100 people in my holding tank uh, just from when I went to bed. Now, that's pretty exciting when you wake up and you have all these people you got to move because they came in through your different ads. Now, you don't have to start at some big level like I do because I played on a big level, but I believe anyone could do one, two, three PEMs a day. What if you generated three PEMs a day while you're sleeping? That's about 100 a month almost, give or take. That's pretty good. If you combine that or add that to what you're doing during the day, that's pretty substantial. I mean, if you're getting 100 PEMs a month during the day and then 100 PEMs a month at night while you sleep, that's 200 a month. That's about six a day. You could build a rock star business if you could do that and teach it to other people. So you got to have a lead generation source. What I have found that's working best for me for my passive recruiting, uh, I do three things. I do Craigslist, which is easily becoming my number one. Uh, I do solo ads, which is has been my number one for years, but it's it's like a toss-up between one and two. And then I do a lot of postcards, which is is very good for me. Uh, but you got to have some type of strategy that's getting you PEMs while you sleep. Otherwise, this thing is a grind, and it always relies on you having to be out there actively fishing. I like to tell people, you know, you can be the fisherman who puts the worm on your hook, and you just sit there, and you can wait until the fish bite, or you can be like the lobsterman. And lobsterman's he's got a big trap a big box and he or he or she puts bait in it and they throw it out they let it sink down to the bottom and they leave it overnight and then they come back the next day and it's full of lobster that's how i like to fish uh fishing with a single line it's pretty good but you know the fish got to be biting at that moment in time you got to have the right bait and you got to be out there the lobsterman he just gets the trap puts the bait up in there cuts it up you know nice big fish so the lobster come want to get some of that and then he comes back the next morning and there's 5, 10, 15, 20 lobsters in his trap or her trap. And they're rolling. That's how I like to fish. That's one of the things that you want to do so you have a lead generation source while you're sleeping. I can't stress that enough. Otherwise, it's a constant grind. And if you take a day off, you have no new people coming in that day. That's why you want to have some passive recruiting strategies. Number two, you want to have a drop card. I personally think a business card is a waste of money because no one really gives a you know what about a business card? They look at it, whatever. But a $100 bill drop card, that's where the magic happens. So if you are tossed up between getting a business card or getting a drop card, get a drop card and hand out drop cards because it appeals to people's emotions. It's sexy. It's different. It really stands out. If you are obsessed about business cards, focus on collecting business cards rather than giving out your business card and then just give out a ton of drop cards because the drop cards uh, is where it's at. Number three, an address manager. This is something I learned maybe seven or eight years into the business, which I wish I would have known on day one. And this is what I have found. So there's, in network marketing, there's a couple different lists. There's the list that people tell you to make when you join. That's cool if that's something you want to do. 
But then there's a better list. And the better list is a list of everyone you have ever talked to about the business, anyone who has ever responded to one of your ads, anyone who has ever, anyone you have ever sponsored, anyone you have ever had any type of conversation with about HBN. What you want to do is you want to build up a database. And your database is your most valuable asset. Like I'll use Amazon as an example. Amazon, pe people don't understand Amazon's real business. Amazon, yes, they have warehouses, yes, they have employees, and yes, they sell stuff. But their real business is their customer list. They know because of their customer list, they can come up, they can launch or release any product, and they instantly have tens of millions of people to market to, maybe hundreds of millions of people to market it to. That's their real business. So in this business, what you want to do and what I do, I'm relentless with this. Anyone who, who falls into that description that I just gave you, anyone you who responded to one of your ads, who you prospected, who you sponsored, uh, who you met at a convention, who you uh, did a presentation with, you want to have a master database of these people so that you can go back to it. Let me just give you an example. Let's suppose that you talk to the five people a day that we teach, and all you do is you get really good at getting these people's contact information and building up your database. Well, at the end of one year, that's almost, it's just shy of 2,000 people in your database that you would have. If you did that for five years, that's 10,000 people in your database. If all you ever did was just built a relationship with those people, you don't even have to do 10,000. 2,000 would be more than enough. If you stayed in touch with those people, if you formed friendships with those people, if you sent them something by either text, phone, email, or Facebook once a month, I can guarantee you, you would never have to prospect anyone else ever again. You could just go back to that list and you would have plenty of people who like you, know you, and trust you, who you could share the products and business with. People don't do that. They People are so short-sighted in this business. They go talk to someone, they're not interested, they forget about that person, they go to the next person. That is absolutely ludicrous. You gotta warm people up, folks. You gotta, you gotta have a marketing plan, a marketing strategy. You gotta stay in touch with these people because someone who's not ready today they might be a great prospect tonight because they got fired today. They might be a great prospect in a year if they're going through a divorce and they lost all their savings or if they have to relocate or their kids graduate and move out of the house. So don't be short-sighted and just talk to someone and then move on to the next person. Get that contact information and then be different. Stay in touch with that person once a month. Maybe you just give them an update on the business. Maybe you just send them a little note. Maybe you send them a, a holiday card or a birthday card, but that little list building technique can pay you huge dividends in your business. People say, Chuck, how do you sponsor three, 4,000 people? Well, I have a huge list that I've been building online for almost 10 years. That's how I did it. And because I am relentless at staying in touch with people. And that's what I hope all of you will learn from me and that you'll do. And this applies to any kind of business. This is not just HBM. If you own a coffee shop, you would want to do the same thing. If you owned a thrift store, you would want to do the same thing. Most of them don't, and that's why they don't make anywhere near as much money uh, as they could because most businesses suck at the follow-up and staying in touch. But that's what you want to do. You, you want to build that. Uh, I use an autoresponder, and I use a little software program. It's like, I think I paid 20 bucks for it. Not 20 bucks a month, but 20 bucks one time. Um, and I think it's called Stat, yeah, StatTrack Pro. And StatTrack Pro is just where I manage all of my mailing addresses. And it's really cool because I can segment it into groups. Like I can say, 
these are my DBN pro these are my HBN prospects these are my HBN um, leaders these are my HBN people I've enrolled and now I can um, and oh by the way these are my friends these are my family members you can have all those different groups of people so that you can stay in touch and even if you don't mail stuff it really lets you organize your people in groups that make sense so that you have their information and you can follow up with them at your own leisure you could even you could even create groups like these are all the people I met in January 2019 uh, another group could be these are all the people I met in February 2019 so you know when to stay in touch with people but having something like that in place really makes a difference number four is samples I've never been a huge sample guy but this this would be a resource for you if you're building locally if you're building um, somewhat face-to-face -face and you're really interacting with people, having a sample can make a big difference. I'm not, I'm not saying, just to clarify, hopefully I'm not frozen, I'm not telling anyone to go just get samples and just launch them out in the street. You know, you see someone coming, you wind up and chuck it at them. Don't give out samples like they're candy. Never get out a, give out a sample ever if that person will not give you their name and their phone number because now you have no way of getting in touch with them if they do like the sample. But having samples and uh, hanging out with Melissa at the event, I mean, she had all kinds of samples at her house, and she was telling me about all the cool things she's done in her business with the samples. So that's something you definitely want to consider, especially if you're meeting with people face-to-face -face because – People like to touch stuff. They like to smell it. They like to look at it. They like to feel it. They like to know, you know, hey, what's, what's it look like? What's it do? And going back to that, and this is something I learned from Shalice and, and a lot, also a lot from uh, the, the Mary Kay, a lot of the Mary Kay people is don't be scared to sell some samples. Don't be scared to have a couple on hand that, you're, that you can retail because this is what I found. People uh, they like to do what's called impulse purchasing. Maybe you've been to a grocery store during the checkout. You see all that all that candy. It speaks to me every time. I, I'm good at not buying it now, but it's it speaks to me. And they do that for a reason. That's because of an impulse purchase. They know you didn't plan on going there to buy that, but you saw it and you just made a snap decision to buy it. Well, that's how most people buy stuff. So if you have a couple products on hand and someone wants to buy something, sell it to them at the retail price. Make that 30% difference that you paid from what you paid for it. And now you have a little bit of pocket chains in your cash. I would love to have 50 or 100 people uh, on the team who all they did was they kept a bunch of products in the trunk of their car and they drove around and sold it. I mean, if you were a bona fide hustler like that, you could make a killing doing that. Because people, people like to buy stuff. And if you have it on hand, people don't want, man, people don't want to wait. All right? People don't even want to wait two or three days to get something. They want it now. They want it instantly. So if you have it on hand, it's actually a lot easier to make a sale. Now, I'm not telling everybody go and build this $500,000 inventory. Don't do anything stupid like that. But maybe if you know there's one or two or three products that uh, really move good, maybe you want to keep one or two on hand. If you know, you will be able to retail. You can even sell the samples. I personally would not even give the samples away. I'd make somebody buy them. I ain't cheap, but my time is valuable. And I would say, look, you know, uh, these samples, they, they typically sell for $1.50. Uh, you can have it for $1. There's nothing wrong with selling a sample. Don't, let, don't think that's wrong. That's actually a smart business move. And I would be willing to bet the person who bought it from you for a dollar, they're more likely to use it than the person you gave it to for free because at least they have a little bit of money in the game uh, to try it. 
And if someone is stingy about paying you a dollar for a sample, the likelihood of them ever buying a product anyway is pretty much that. So enough about samples. The last thing you want to, as a good resource, is a day planner. Now, I use a, it's called At A Glance. I'm just going to share this one with you because this I've been using these for about five years. This is the At A Glance. It's my favorite. And the At A Glance, you get it on you get it on Amazon for like I think I paid twelve dollars, maybe thirteen dollars. And what it does, I just give you an example. It breaks down. I know it's hard to see, but it breaks down every day into hour increments. And what you can do. And it's by a week. So when you open up these two pages, that's one whole week. I know it's upside down, but you get the point. And what I do, what I would do is every Sunday night after you watch, you know, Sunday night football, whatever it is you like to do on Sunday. But before you go to bed on Sunday, you take out your day planner and then you do what we taught at the event, what Will and Melissa taught, where you do, you write down all your obligations in your day planner. So, you know, hey, I'm going to be at work Monday through Friday, eight to five. So you block that off. I've got Joey's Little League game on Thursday at 7, so you block that off. I've got Tuesday, date night with my honey, 6 to 8, so you block that off. Now you can look at your day planner, and you can see what blocks of time you do have available in your business for that week. And that is where the magic happens, where you can schedule in, hey, Friday, Monday, excuse me, Monday I've got some time between 5.30 and 7.30. These are the activities I'm going to do during that time. Uh, Tuesday, I can't do anything because Joey's got a little league game. But Wednesday, I've got an hour between five and six. That's where I'm going to make 10 phone calls. Thursday, I'm booked all the way up until 10 at night. So from 10 to 11, I'm going to send 20 Facebook messages. Thursday, I got a lot going on, but I can squeeze in 45 minutes during my lunch break. That's when I'm going to follow up with everybody I contacted during the week. And then Friday, so forth and so forth. Folks, if you don't plan it, it is not going to happen. I learned this in the Army. Failing to plan is planning to fail. And when you make a plan, things never go exactly as you planned ever. At least they haven't for me. However, because you made a plan, it got your subconscious mind and your brain thinking, and now you can just adjust and kind of go with the flow as needed. But if you just sit down and wing it, yeah, I'm going to work my business for 45 minutes tomorrow. don't know what I'm going to do. I'll figure it out. You're not going to be anywhere near as productive as if you had a plan for what you're going to do that day. That's one of the few things I'm really good at is planning out my time, uh, working strategically so I can work smart. And I encourage you to do the same. And you can get one of these day planners right on Amazon for like 10 or 12 bucks. So they don't cost much. Uh, they're really good. They make a new one every year and it allows you to break down your day. Some people like to do that on their phone, but you know, you drop your phone in the toilet, folks, you, you know, you ain't going to have your day planner no more. So I would, I would recommend that you get one of these paper day planners and you plan out your week once a week. Every Sunday night's a perfect time to do it. Block Once again, block off all the important things you got to do, your work, your family commitments, your religious commitments, your kid commitments, and then schedule in your, your, H, your uh, HP Naturals time around those blocks of time. So I hope you got some value from that. I hope that you'll uh, use these resources. I want to make sure nobody has any questions before I end this. If you do have a question you want me to cover, let me know. Second ad site that I mentioned. Uh, I don't know what, I, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No. So I do Craigslist. I do postcards. And you're probably, I almost gave you the middle finger. Sorry about that. And I do solo, I do solo ads. And solo ads, I'll do a Facebook Live on solo ads tomorrow to explain it some more. 
but it's really like an email ad to other people who have a email list where they send your marketing message to their list on your behalf for a fee. So solo ads, that's probably, I probably signed up 4,000 people this month from solo ads. Didn't keep all of them because a lot of it was for other team members. Uh, it does cost money, but it is a great passive strategy if you want. Check that out. My face froze. I look kind of, I should make like a funny face so when it freezes, I look kind of weird. Um, yeah, Alan, I will PM you a Craigslist ad. The best thing you can do, Alan, just private message me and say, send me a Craigslist ad because I will respond to it. I'll probably forget if you don't private message me. Uh, Lexi said, what's a drop card? A drop card. Mine's over there. And if I get up, you're going to see I'm in my pajamas. So I can't do that. But a drop card. Uh, a drop card is about the size of a business card. And typically, they look like a $100 bill that's folded in half. And then what you have is that $100 bill that's folded in half. When you open it up, there's your little marketing message inside of that. So it might say, you know, uh, ready to get healthy and wealthy. Check out this website to learn how. That is where a drop card is. And it really is designed to pique someone's curiosity. At the event, they were throwing $100 drop cards. We were throwing them off the balcony down on the Bourbon Street. People were picking that up. A couple people were like walking towards it very fast because uh, they thought it was a $100 bill. It was hilarious. And then they, they look at it and they see the marketing message and, you know, some people keep it. Some people chuck it out there again and then someone else picks it up. But it's really designed to pique your prospect's curiosity because truth, truth be told, business cards are boring as you know what. They're just people don't care, man. They really don't. But drop card is where the magic happens. What else we got? Sell samples locally. Yeah, Cheryl, maybe, you know what, maybe I can interview you on one of these Facebook lives if you feel comfortable doing that and we can talk about what you do with samples because I know you're doing some great things uh, but selling samples locally is great even even if you sell your sample at cost or even a tiny bit below cost even if you lose like 50 cents on a sample I would rather do that and get it in the hands of a prospect than just to give it to somebody because people like I said people don't appreciate what's free people appreciate they and they value what they paid for. That is a fact. Kind of like that first car your mom and dad bought you and you, you drove the heck out of it. Yeah, I, that's what I did. Uh, but when I bought my own first car, I treated it a lot better because I paid for it and I and I had that um, the money in it invested. Shayla said, if my phone goes swimming, my tablet gets my calendar, Google Calendar syncs and saves your account. You can even print it. Okay, well, I don't know how to do that, but it sounds really cool. Lexi Hanna said, where do I get drop cards? Where I buy my drop cards, I go right on ebay.com. I type in $100 bill drop card. So $100 bill drop card. And then I sort it from lowest price to highest price. And that's how I buy mine. They're, that's the best price you're going to find right on Mother eBay. So you definitely want to check them out. Any other questions before we get off here? Look at all these cool people on here. Shout out to Roland, Ashley, Michael, Cheryl. Alan, Mario, Samuel, I love seeing all these smiling faces. Lauren, Lexi, Latita, what's up, Latita? Joan, Joan, what's up, Joan? The last thing I'll tell you, I mean, I feel great. I haven't had uh, soda or fast food for like about nine days, 10 days. I feel like a whole new person. I'm starting to lose that weight like I talked about. And I'm telling you, I'm going to meet my fitness goals. And I hope any of you, uh, if you're struggling with your weight, I gave up fast food and soda. I, I don't know if, if you do those things, but I would have um, 
I froze again. This is kind of cool. I should have done like a really cool pose. Um, so when it freezes, I look like that or something. But but yeah. So giving up giving up fast food and giving up soda, it was hard. It, it was hard for the first four five days. But now I feel like a whole new person. I mean, I even gave up coffee too. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, it, it's actually I should probably go get checked mentally for giving up coffee because that is that's real crazy. But I feel so much better uh, without those things. So, you know, if you're if you're kind of stuck on a hamster wheel with your weight, and I'm, like I said, I'm not a health coach, I'm not a, a nutritionist, I'm just a dude uh, who's on a mission to lose weight. But if you're if you're um, struggling, you know, people are funny. Have you ever? Some of you can relate to this. We I used to go to the gym a lot. I don't anymore, but I'd go to the gym, and there would be people who were, and Angie can probably add to this but there would be people who would work out religiously for an hour or two every single day and even after a year they hadn't lost a pound and you know what it is it's because of what they're putting in there yeah it's because of what they're eating you can work out till the cows come home but you got to get your eating right too uh, that's a fact so if you're eating all the junk food doesn't matter if you go do an hour of cardio a day yeah you're going to burn off some of that but it's going to be hard to get where you want to be. You're going to have to make uh, some lifestyle changes and change what you eat. But, hey, your health is your wealth. That's I'm just on a mission. And I hope any of you who struggle like I did, like I did and I have, uh, I hope you get a hold of your health too so you can be the best you possible because that's a big part of this, this business. you got to look and feel good on the inside and out. If you don't like the way you look, if you don't like the way you feel, your prospect's going to know it. People are going to know it. But if you like yourself and if you feel healthy and look healthy or you at least are moving in that direction, your prospect's going to sense that as well. So work on it. Go get it. You can do it. And I appreciate everyone. Make sure I didn't miss nothing else. Yeah, thanks, Angie. Exactly. Can't out-train a bad diet. That's what Angie said. And it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, maybe, you know what? Maybe you can when you're like 18, 19, 20, 21. Back when I was a young buck in the army, I could eat anything. I could eat a, I could eat a five gallon bucket of lard and, and feel good. Now, I can't even drive by a fast food joint and not gain a couple ounces. I don't even stop. I'm just driving by in my car and I feel like I just gained three or four or five ounces just from driving by it. So, uh, but when you're young, yeah, you can do anything. I'm 42 now, the older I get, I gotta work hard. I got to work hard just to just to maintain when you're young you can take on the world do anything and eat anything I'm sure some of you can relate you know back to your younger selves you could you know you go out and have six fillet of fish and be like yeah let's go do this go run a marathon the next day now if I did that I'd be sick for a week and you'd have to you have to roll me down the hill for the marathon but anyway I appreciate everyone's time I hope you all uh, go build a big and if you have questions or need help with something just send me a PM, hit me up, and uh, I'll talk to you later. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.